Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Kid Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me today is... Sam Cooper. Sam Cooper. Is the om- Look, man, I completely forgot to think of a name, uh, and you put me, you rushed me into it. Sam Cooper is just your uncle's name. No, but Sam is the name of the lead actor in this. I think we need to actually cut this bit for real. No, <laughs> I'm not going to cut the bit. I don't like it. It's always bad. It's get- <laughs> It gets worse every week. <laughs> But it's my only bit. I, um, we are aware. But maybe this will help push you forward. It'll be when good. When one bit dies, God throws another one out the window or something. It'll be really good next time. I bet. Well, you'll get to do it because we're going to record another show right after this. I know. So let's see how good it's going to be. It's going to be great. All right. Well, welcome back, folks. We are going to be discussing a Avatar, The Way of Water. A, it's the sequel to James Cameron's original Avatar, which came out a short 13 years ago. 13 whole years. I was two. Yeah, Solomon was a mere two-year-old bebe whenever this movie came out. He didn't even see it at the theater. Mm-mm. He was too young to take, and those 3D glasses kept slipping off of his bulbous little head. My bulbous little head? Um, <laughs> that seems hurtful. So, have you you've seen Avatar since then, right? I'm sure, like, probably not haven't sat down and watched it recently, but I know if you've been over to my dad's house, it's always playing. Oh, uh, yes, I know. Definitely. I have seen it, but I was not not enough to remember a whole lot. Yeah, so you, not it's not the kind of movie where you've been watching it on repeat since you were a little kid and you've just been dying to see Begging, the new one. waiting for James Cameron to create the new one now. Yeah, not so whenever we, whenever I saw the movie initially... I was definitely one of the people who thought it was amazing. I was irate that there were so many critics and nerds out there that we were calling it a ripoff of Dances with Wolves and, you know, just generally saying that it was a not very good sci-fi movie or whatever, or movie in general. I did have some issues, some script issues, but they didn't matter to me because I just thought the world was so fun and the special effects and everything were so amazing. Mm, mm-hmm. I, I actually hate to use the world word special effects because it's not really... It, obviously, that is what they're using to create this world, but... But they're super special effects. It's not even that. It's that... it's We're talking about world building here, right? Just in a level that nobody had been able to do before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, if you read a, a great sci-fi novel or a fantasy novel, um, you don't tell the author how great his special you know his mental special effects were we're talking about great world building here and the fact that you had to use special effects to kind of build that world sure but i thought that the world of pandora was just so unique and so unique might be a little bit of a stretch what are you making that face for just the silliest thing i think i've ever heard in my whole entire life what you don't want to refer to them as special effects because it's 
it's beyond that. He had to. He it it was the world that he created. That's how it is with everything that uses special effects. Are you talking about Star Wars? Then you don't want to talk about their special effects. It's just about the. I, world. I think it's really dumb for when an entire review just focuses on how good the special effects are, or hey, the it, script is terrible, but the special effects are really good. It wasn't going to be the entire review was going to be that. Not ours, but a lot of the other ones are. It's like when you go online, go to like Rotten Tomatoes or a Metacritic or an aggregate site, and just read the one sentence blurb for every single review and almost all of them are like once again James Cameron with his all you know stunning special effects and blah 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 and it's not that they aren't really good I'm just saying they're, this is about building a world and that's what was amazing about Pandora it wasn't just that the special effects that created it were good okay okay well it was just it just sounded so silly to me when you're just like it's not, it's not just the special effects I don't want to use that I don't want to just only use that term. That's not what I was saying. I wasn't saying that I don't want to use the term special effects. It's just that that isn't what. That's not what made the movie great. Yeah, was... you can have you can have great special effects that do nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean. In service mm -hmm. of something really boring. I agree. So, anyway, when I saw when I saw that Avatar movie, I saw the way you're supposed to see it. I saw it in IMAX. We drove several hours out of town because there was no IMAX in our little town then, um, even though we were living in California. Saw an IMAX in 3D, blown away. Um, I don't know that I'd ever seen a 3D movie before, honestly. Really? I mean, I sure hadn't. That's actually not true. I lied about myself. But ironically, I actually saw the 3D movie that James Cameron made when he was inventing the 3D to use for Avatar, Avatar um, which was uh, Aliens of the Deep, I think it was called, or Aliens of the Abyss. I think Aliens of the Deep. It was a documentary. It's a 35-minute documentary. It's fun. Um, about him going to like the deepest parts of the ocean, and he funded that expedition, and um, yeah, shot the movie, and yeah, it was in that 3D. So I had seen it that one time before, uh, many many years before Avatar came out. But anyway, okay. Long story short is I thought it was great. I loved it. Um, I was a very very loud defender of it for a long time. But what what isn't it's impossible to argue with is that it eventually did leave the zeitgeist. You know what I mean? Yep. There's not a lot of folks dressed up like Avatar at Comic-Con Yeah, no Navis be walking around packs. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can't deny that while it was the highest grossing movie of all time, its cultural impact was not... Lasting? Yeah, it wasn't like a Star Wars or, you know, something like that. Well, yeah, and in its defense, Star Wars has... Six had six movies probably back then. Yeah, but I mean, Star Wars was already a cultural moment just after the very first one. Okay. And then, yeah, that first trilogy. So, didn't matter how many movies there were. Okay. But yes, I do think that waiting 13 years, and it wasn't just because he was just sitting around twiddling his thumbs, you know, mm -mm. but having an audience wait 13 years for a sequel for a first movie that was very much a setup movie is going to take some of the air out of your lungs. You know, I do think that if these movies would have come out back to back, then it would have had more of a cultural impact. You know what I mean? As we got to know the characters better, they are kind of shallow characters, especially in the first movie. And I also think that that might have affected some of the reviews that we saw for the second movie in a positive way. But putting a 13-year burden on top of what is essentially just a gorgeous summer action adventure movie you know yep too much 
Too much pressure. Too much. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so, um, do you want to give us? This should actually should be really easy. Uh, uh, the <sighs> classic Solomon Cooper. It's not going to be easy. Uh, plot synopsis. Thing, that's the problem. The, the problem is that you don't. Your brain doesn't seem to know how to. I just don't form understand. a synopsis. I don't. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to give like a summary. No, a synopsis. They're very similar. You don't. I don't think you know how to do a summary that well either. I do. You, but you, you make it short, but you include too many extraneous details that aren't important and then not enough. Okay, I actually think I have this in the bag. It should be really easy. I think I do have this in the bag. It's a very simple story. Okay. Bad guys attack the Navi. Oh, I just got attacked by my microphone. Sorry. Go ahead. This is like the, like the Navi. Bad guys get attacked by the Navi. Bad guys get attacked by the Navi? Navi get attacked by the bad guys is what I meant. And they have to move to a walk to the water far away. They have to move to a walk to the water? They have to move to the to the they have to move to the water. The islands next to the water. Um yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean you I would have included who the bad guys are. They are the 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 government from last movie, but now they're Navi. Okay, so the humans, the sky, as they are called the Navi, sky, the sky people. people. Uh, if you remember from Avatar One, at the end, they all leave the planet. Right, they beat them in the war. They all leave the planet, go back to Earth or wherever. A few stay, and just a couple stay. But that this movie starts off essentially with Jake Sully, um, and played by. In mocap by Sam Worthington. That's me. That's my name, Sam. Sam. Oh that was me. Gosh. Oh my um, gosh. And then his wife, Zoe Saldana, whose name I can never remember. Um, they now have a bunch of children. They kind of the intro is very quick set up that they have a family now. It's like, hey, yep. look, we have a big giant family with four kids. Yep. And then shortly thereafter, after that all setup, their names. the Sky People return, <laughs> and they are out to get old Jake Sully. They are mad. And now they're not even sky people. They're blue. Yes. So this was a fun twist. I normally wouldn't like something like this. So was it Colonel Quaritch? Yeah. Um, it's a weird name. Stephen Lang's character. He was the evil, you know, military guy in the first movie. Bad but guy. he dies. He dies. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that they stored his memories and that of several other um, of his gung-ho evil marine cohorts. And they have put them into the bodies of a bunch of avatars. So we still have avatars in this avatar movie. We do. Um, and yeah, so he's getting hunted by now a vengeful Colonel Quaritch who is wanting to get revenge because he killed him and because, well, they want to take over this planet once and for all. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Do we need to go beat by beat through this movie? I don't think that's really necessary. That's no, we never need to go beat by beat through a movie. Yeah. Um I would like to say that James Cameron is somebody who you don't bet against usually as far as like his mo- movies being profitable um or exciting. Mhm. But James Cameron isn't like a a Spielberg or I'm trying to think of somebody who Who's another person who does like action movies, but then they also do like deeper dramatic films? I would say that Cameron just does blockbusters, but not like Michael Bay style. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like old school when they were good. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Big, giant, good, fun for the family. Action a lot movies. of spectacle always. Yep. Um, I mean, you're saying yep. Did you, can, you name another James Cam- can you name another James Cameron movie? Avatar 1. Can name another one. Way of Water. Uh, name a non-Avatar related James Cameron movie. Creatures of the Deep. That doesn't count. Uh, look, man, I just interviewed three and you are trying to go against me. So you haven't seen anything. Mm-mm. That's embarrassing. So you're agreeing with me for no reason. Maybe I have. Um, Terminator. Uh, Titanic. Aliens. Seen Aliens. There you go. Probably hated it. I didn't love it. You don't like Aliens? Not really. Do you know which one Aliens is? It's the second one. Why do you not like that one? It has more action in it. Look. For your little, for your I don't need ADHD action, Dad. I watched. Battle brain. I'm glad that you said I had I appreciate that. You don't have ADHD. You don't know that. We don't. Uh, he doesn't have it. I want to let everybody know. We don't know. I wouldn't be mocking his illness. <laughs> That's not true. You would. It's not true. You would mock me for having ADHD. Anyway, so you don't have. Um, I don't really... need only action for fun. I'm just saying you haven't seen any other James Cameron movies besides Aliens, and for some reason you don't like it. I mean, it's just not my favorite thing in the world. I enjoyed it. Anyway, well, <laughs> you get you the do? idea. Turn to a snake. You get the idea that James Cameron, the kind of movies he makes, right? Even Titanic, which you could say is a historical drama, the one of the huge things that made it what it is is the rec- replica of the Titanic itself using special effects, and then of course mm. the sinking of the Titanic. Yes. Which, by the way, that special effect I think is not aged well at all. Really. Um, but yeah, so going into this movie, I I. I wasn't really, I had lost hype for Avatar probably about 10 years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow, three years hype is pretty good though. But I was still excited about like getting hyped. And once the trailer started coming out, I did start getting hyped to the point where we were like, we are going to go to a middle of the day screening the day it comes out. Yeah, as soon as I got out of school, yeah, drove straight to the movie theater. And I was nervous about, the movie being so long. Yeah, it's a really long movie, and I, I was also just as scared. You know how susceptible, susceptible I am to sleep. Yeah, especially <laughs> the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Um, But yeah, once again, this is like James Cameron just like working his magic. The script is still kind of flimsy. Um, The dialogue definitely still feels like it's from an 80s, you know, blockbuster movie. But it doesn't really matter because, though, again, the world building and the setup is so grounded and so thought out that even though yes you could say it's all cliche you know what i mean we before we have a rainforest movie that's about indigenous rainforest tribes and now we're basically like looking at like islander tribes you know what i mean it's obviously modeling after some of these things but But who cares yeah it's all really really fun and um gorgeous and, and gorgeous it's a gorgeous gorgeous movie yeah, why don't you just talk? Why don't you just say how good the special effects are? The special effects in this movie really made it. <laughs> All right, we're honestly. gonna take a quick break and hear from our sponsors, and uh, we'll get back and finish up our discussion of Avatar: Way of Water. And, and now, now a word, word from, from our, our sponsors. sponsors. Welcome back to the Kids Season the Podcast in our discussion of Avatar: Way of Water. So yeah, um, it like even though like you said, this movie has does have like a lot of like very classic writing things in it or cliches yeah um it all feels so like genuine and like 
really wholesome, you know? It's all about, like, a fun, or not a fun, fa- it's, it's about a family, you know? And seeing yeah. how that, how all the people, or, or how all the people in a family are working together, and how it's hard, you know? You gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be firm, and you gotta be, you gotta be kind, though. And it's, yeah. It's just, it's just really fun watching a, an alien family go through the same struggles as, as us, a human family. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that that's what really, for for those that are wondering, there is a lot of different action beats at different parts of this movie. And they're awesome. And they're all great. But um, the crux of this movie really is about a family being displaced, right? Jake Sully's family has to leave, or they feel like they need to leave the jungles because otherwise they're going to exterminate all the villages. So they flee and decide to hide out amongst the water, the water peoples. Which is kind of rude if you think about it. They're like, oh, we don't want our people to get burned down all their villages. We're going to... Let these villages get burned down. Well, they assume that no one's going to find that know where they went. That's yeah. Because the uh, for the uh, we find out later that poachers have actually started getting into the waters, but so far the quote unquote sky people haven't ventured this far, you know. And so I think they think they're going to be safe. Um, they're not. But there is a lot of odd parallels to me. Not odd parallels because some of them are really basic. That's kind of what he likes. To, uh, James Cameron likes to keep things simple when it comes to characterization. And honestly, you know I, I mean? appreciate that. Yeah, we don't need more. Um, but yeah, as uh, you know, I, I, somebody who grew up like as a missionary kid, where we were always going to like different tribes and villages, um, there is a very, very familiar element to. When they go there and like his kids are kind of smart mouthing and he's like, shut up and they're disrespecting the chief and their ways. I mean, that that really honestly, that was like <laughs> relatable years, like 10 to 18 of my life was was like that. Um, but yes, it was that was really in, that, that was really it was really well done. I thought the dynamic between the father trying to keep his family um from offending these people that he needs to take them in so they can stay protected. I mean, the entire idea was that he's trying to keep his kids protected. Yes, and his family. Um, his family protected. But I would like to say that I thought that they did a really great job with the children. Um, you have the oldest son who gets the least amount of personality other than he's the straight arrow. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's the good straight A. Just, he's actually basically just just me, honestly. Okay. He's the good straight A kid doing all the all the hunting and all the hard work for the family. Yeah, okay. Yep, exactly like you. Yep. <laughs> um, then they had the younger son who is the rebellious one, who has a bad temper, you know what I mean? He's always getting in trouble. He's trouble. Like, he's like the middle, the middle child that... Even though he feels like what he's doing is good, he's still not getting appreciated. Yeah. And then we have um, Carrie, who Kitty. is played by Sigourney Weaver, obviously de-aged to be 15. She actually looks like she's 100 years old. No. Um, and sh- honestly, shockingly good performance there. It I mean, was. Every, all of the performances, the mocap performances are great. I, you know, I'm not gonna. You know what? That was rude of me. See what I did? See how I inserted a special effect word in there mm-hmm. instead of just letting people be who they are. The performance is, across the board are really good. But Sigourney Weaver, I read an article that said that she actually went back to high school for a little while so she could get back into the rhythms and whatever of how 15 year old girls talk. Sigourney Weaver's in her 70s, and she was great. She did not sound like you could tell that you could. Sometimes you could hear the Sigourney Weaver elements in her voice, but for the most part, never would have moist guessed. Part. Did, did I say moist? You said moist part. For the most part, I did not hear 
It didn't sound like it didn't sound like a seventy three year old woman. Let's just say it did not. But there was something off for me, and there's a reason I didn't have a crush on her the whole time. There's Y'all, something off for you. Yeah, I mean, there's something off for you. I don't know. Just the way she looked just threw me off a bit. But that didn't look like she was a seventy three year old woman. She didn't look like she was a seventy three year old woman. So but, you're just trying to say that you didn't have a crush on the girl alien. Uh, I had a crush on other girl aliens. Oh, two. The six-year-old? No. The the chief's daughter. Who? Low Rent Moana? They're not even this. You're racist. How's, you're, that, how's that racist? Your alien is saying she's Low Rent Moana. Well, I was just trying to say that I thought the dynamic between all the kids and the way that they were characterized, while it is a little bit shallow, I thought it was really well done. It was. It was all great. Uh, we, we also didn't mention the youngest daughter. Took, yeah, because she doesn't really have a, her, her her literal character trait is be the youngest daughter who always is getting in trouble. Be the MacGuffin. Not a MacGuffin. Sorry, is that the, that's not what a MacGuffin nope. is. Nope. Uh-uh. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm really actually embarrassed now. She's always like being brought on missions that she shouldn't be for no reason whatsoever. Also, your jacket is like really, really like crinkly. So if you could stop m- crunching it all up. I got really embarrassed. So I had to curl <laughs> up into a ball. Um, but, the- yeah, they keep bringing the youngest daughter who's like five years old on all these dangerous missions. And it's a, uh, it's kind of silly, but but then she gets caught, and then kidnapped over and over again. He, that keeps happening to her. Define a MacGuffin. I'm not going to define a MacGuffin right now. We no, only have like the, ten they minutes left know. in the they show. Have the, the, the people who are listening. Why don't you learn. define a MacGuffin? Well, now I don't want to. I thought it was like the 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 motivating thing that they need to get. It is kind of, but it doesn't really matter what it is, right? It could be anything. It yeah. could be a Infinity Stone. It could be a whatever. Yeah, so I feel like the kid is kind of a bunker. Why are you trying to do that? You do this because every, I embarrassed myself. Every time that you're wrong, you you ins- and you know you're wrong. Then you're gonna waste a bunch of time with us having to go back and well, you explain that you're right. I wa- I just want people to know that what that I know what I'm saying. No, in the first movie, the MacGuffin or whatever would have been like the, the unatanium. Yeah. yeah, and the girl is not the main crux of this movie at all. Uh, I guess it has to be like the main thing. Yeah, right. Just. Anybody who gets kidnapped in a movie once doesn't get to be the MacGuffin. But she got kidnapped like three times. With everybody else. Anyway, you already know that you're wrong. So now look, we wasted four more minutes. We didn't waste four minutes that was, talking about that, that. That was 27 minutes, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get into the kind of <laughs> okay weird thing that this movie does, which is, so the first movie introduces the unobtainium pretty much right off the bat, right? That's what they want. This movie doesn't really explain, other than they want to take over the planet, what the reason these poachers are trying to like kill these space whales for until very well into the movie. Yeah. And considering what the reveal is there, which this is a full spoiler podcast, so I'm going to tell you because it's not a twist, seemed a little bit odd. I feel like it should have been introduced a little bit earlier. Sooner, yeah. Like the, because the setup for this movie is a little bit janky. Uh, it c- kind of goes on for a little while. I was never bored during the setup, but you know they're sort of setting up the family stuff, which they should have done. Yeah. But they're also setting up the military stuff or whatever. I think we would have been perfectly fine with having Colonel Quaritch be like, "Hey, so what are we back down on this space rock for anyway?" And then they're like, "Oh, because we found a way to make to uh, cure death." Well, but they are there. For- to murder the family and then they just find out but they're there to murder the family because the space people want to come back and they don't want he's the leader of the rebellion oh they're not they're, the whole 
entire army of Earth didn't come down to murder Jake Sully just because they don't like him. I they're building. Just, they're like terraforming the entire planet. I thought it was purely for revenge. It was the whole reason that those people, those certain group, was there. That's why they got them to do it. But that's not why General what's her name, who's building that entire terraforming thing, brought them to kill him. Yeah. Now, so we find out that these very sentient, very smart, very soulful. I'm gonna keep saying <laughs> very in front of a word. That's good. It. It honestly, they go so hokey. It's like. And don't get me wrong, I love this about James Cameron. I love how hokey he goes in these <laughs> movies. He's so it's, it feels so sincere. You I know, know that's I mean? why I love it. I, even though even though it's cheesy. That's what I was saying. It felt so real and yeah, genuine. Who cares if it's cheesy? You can't have a little bit of cheese in your blue alien movie. <laughs> but if you if you would have grown up when I did in like the eighties, early nineties, late eighties, I didn't grow up in the eighties. I'm not yeah, old. Grew up the whole eighties. No, I just knew about the eighties. <laughs> heard about them. Someone said, hey, there was an 80s once, and I was like, cool. Okay. Um, anyway, late 80s, early 90s. It, <laughs> it's just so cringy. Um, it, there was a lot of Save the Whale stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure whenever James Cameron was uh, probably in early adulthood, that was a huge amount of what conservation was. It was all about Save the Whales. There's even a whole Star Trek movie about saving the whales. Yep, and That's now, how big of a thing it was. Now we have a whole Avatar movie about saving the whales. Yes, at a time well past though, like that Star Trek movie was made during mid Save the Whales <laughs> time. So anyway, you'd get you'd get these marine biologists. They'd be on TV, uh, waxing poetic about how smart whales are and how big their brains are and how they take care of their calves and how they cry whenever someone dies. You know what I mean? They're just like, I'm not going to say they're wrong. I love whales. We, I, we all, I, love all about saving them. But you know what I mean? They they're a little bit over anthropomorphization of of whales of whales. This movie, the scientist goes so much further, like whatever the guy who's like sympathetic to the whales, but even though for some reason he's working with poachers who murder them. Murder them. Well, he's he's the smartest one. They probably where else is he gonna go? But do you not think it was funny whenever he's like so he says he's like the guy's like, Oh, how do you know like he's like they're they're intelligent? And he's like, Oh yes, probably more intelligent than us. And he's like, Oh, how do you know that? And he's like, Oh, look at this part of their brain. He's like, This part means that they uh they have their own language. Uh, they this part means they write poetry. It's like this part means they have their own religions. They're very spiritual, much more spiritual than people. And I'm like, how the fudge <laughs> can you tell all of this? <laughs> I did not find it that, that funny. At, now, but from hindsight, it is quite silly. Oh, but like, you know, I didn't mind it. <laughs> I mean, I loved it. Like I said, but yeah. Like so you, you find out that like much like with like a sperm whale, where they would just want to take all the was the oil or whatever from them from them from them. Um, and then they would just leave the rest of the body. Yeah. Um, they only want this fluid from a certain gland that they have, but that fluid stops human aging entirely. And we don't find this out till like three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah. And it's because it's not the movie's motivating plot. So they, I think that he didn't really think that we needed to know about it, but it was just a very interesting sudden development. Um, but this is supposed to be the first part of a, I guess two trilogies, two more trilogies. Yeah. So two it could more be, trilogies. So this could just be a nice setup to how we get there. You know what I mean? And then we watch the next movie, it'll make a lot more sense because that's explaining why, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I will say, once this movie... So I, I was having a great time the whole time. Like three hours flew by. Oh, uh, true. It was three hours? Three hours and ten minutes, I think. No way. Yeah. 
Are you sure? No, I feel like I looked it up and it was like two hours and 45 minutes. Do you want me to look it up again and you get another slap? No, I don't want to get slapped. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry for arguing. Uh, so I just I just thought it was uh, three hours. Yes, three that's, hours and ten minutes. It's really long. It didn't feel that long didn't to me. Feel I was long. like I was like re- ready to keep watching. I'd have kept watching for a couple more hours. Um, well, he's got it. He's got it prepared. So this move, like I said, the movie's flying by for me. I was having a great time, but once I hate this, like I said, I hate to say, but as if the other parts weren't good. I was having a great time with the cheesy dialogue and the corny stuff, but once we hit that third act. This movie just goes so far into overdrive of fun, huge, creative action scenes mm-hmm. that was all over. It was insanity. Yeah, if I was like not, one, I mean, I already was won over by the movie. I think I, I think I'm gonna I'm not gonna take credit for it because another critic said it, but I totally agree with it. They said I couldn't tell if Avatar was winning me over while I was watching it because I was having a good time. But, you know, I didn't know if I cared about anybody. I was still like, kind of in my head. Mm-hmm. And like, it wasn't until a giant space whale is asked by somebody, like, what happened to you? And then he goes, like, in whale talk. It's like the papyrus font, you know, at the bottom says, yeah. it's too painful to talk about. <laughs> and it's not, he doesn't talk. He doesn't say that, right? It just says it in the, it says it in, like, a subtitle while he's just going, like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Exactly how I felt, it, but that that third act just it, you have you have you have the last minute to to talk to about describe that. Describe it? Act. No, no, don't talk. Don't describe it. Just just talk about it. Like how did it dude, make okay, you feel? How did you how did you feel inside? Nothing. It okay. It is. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen, and one of the most unique things also like ever. It was it was like crazier than Lord of the Rings, because there's like all this weird sci-fi water traveling items. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say what they're called. You said not to describe them. No, I said you don't have to just describe the whole end of the movie. I was just saying. Fair. But yeah, they have like crab, crab, um, robots, crab robots that like people are piloting and it's just so wacky and crazy and zany. And this, and all the Navi, the water Navi are like, like on riding these, on these. Yeah. They're riding on like these water dragons that are like, they're like they're skippers. flying fish. Yeah. But it's like a skipper. Like you're like, Popping along it, yeah, but like a flying fish does. Yes, like a flying fish does, and it was just crazy. Dragons flying in the air, water dragons jumping on the water, and then all ending on a climax of a sinking ship that's like right out of Titanic. Yep, all of it just it was just insanity. Whenever uh, whales fighting things are just cool. Oh yeah, and we have a we whale. Do have a giant whale fighting things. Uh, well, really cool. We we need to go, but like one really cool thing they introduced is the whales used to all fight each other, and so they're all pacifists now, and they're not allowed to kill. So they're all getting murdered by these poachers, but they're not allowed to fight back. Yep. But one but, whale. Yeah, one whale who's an outcast. He's he fought, exiled. He's exiled because he fought back. He's like, well, I'm already exiled. He actually didn't fight back though. And the thing he didn't who didn't fight back, he just watched them die or something. He led them there to attack them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Me, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, look, this is a movie that is so sloppy and sincere. It's like a sloppy. puppy. It's a big sloppy. Let me finish my sentence. <laughs> Sorry, it just sounded really rude. It's a big sloppy kiss from a puppy dog. Okay. So I'm not going to say that I've had better kisses because it's not. That's not really what you're comparing it to. That was a terrible metaphor. Erase it. Erase <laughs> it out of your mind. That. Anyway, the point is, I don't <laughs> care that this movie is flawed. I don't care that the plot kind of. Uh, is all over the place or that the dialogue is hokey 
Uh, it's a sincere movie. It's a fun movie. It is m so much more unique than most of the blockbusters that we're getting. The fact that like Wakanda Forever has like an 86 in this movie, I think dropped down to a 78, quite frankly, is um, a load of horse poopy. So I'm going to give this movie 9 out of 10, and uh, I don't care if you want to come at me. What is it about? What do you mean? What is the 9 out of 10 out of what? doesn't matter. I just said 9 out of We're out of time. I don't have time to think of something. 9 out of 10 whale poetry. So you give it 9 out of 10 yeah, also? That's what I was going to give it 9 before. out of 10 whale poetry. doesn't make any sense. Whale poetry. All right, until poetry next time. Whales. Poems, you should have said that. Oh, whale poems. <laughs> Dang it. All right, we're out. Until next time. Thanks. Bye. Follow us on Instagram at the Kid in the Pick and on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Till next time. This has been a Rogue Media podcast. <laughs>